0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Daily Retro. I'm Retro Mark and this is part of the Modern Retro Corner where I talk about all things retro gaming, anime, movies, and everything in that nerdy closet. Today's topics, we're going to be talking about video game shopping and how to start collecting. A couple of topics are going to be how do I shop for video games? Is retro gaming worth getting into? The price of video games, are they skyrocketing? We're going to take a look into that. And will the retro bubble pop? And I give you some steps to collecting. Now, we're going to try our very best to get all of this within 30 minutes or so, but there's a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and get started. So the first topic is how do I shop for video games? Now, I post on my TikTok... VG shopping because I want to show everybody what I do get to finish up my collections. Right now, I've kind of put a po- um, kind of put a hold on my NES collecting. Every once in a while, I'll go ahead and pick up a few NES games that I don't have. But uh, right now, I am starting my N64 collection, which I'm about halfway done with. Um, there are 297 officially licensed N64 games out there, not including some of the not for sales. That's not. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not including not for sale, uh, not for resale, uh, demos, and you know other versions like international versions and stuff. So I like to shop for video games going to stores. Now I understand paying retail price. Everybody's like, oh God, I hate paying retail price. I want to see if I can get a good deal. But, I like going on the hunt. I like going to flea markets, you know, Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, um, going to certain shops, you know, like Vintage Stock, Got Games, um, and other places to go and search for my video games. Because I like to see the physical copy of the game and not go online and get it because it would make it way too easy to buy every game for the Nintendo 64, or for NES, or whatever you're collecting. It would just be way too easy to spend all that money and have everything. The problem is, is when you're buying online, you don't know if that's actually the real game or not. Now, most people do not show that, you know, the chip set. Now, I understand if it's a $5, $10 game, you're not really going to lose out any money or anything, but when it goes a little bit above, such as maybe $100 or more... You kind of step into an unknown territory. Is this game the real deal? Now for the most part, you kinda of have to trust your gut instinct going, okay, well maybe this is the real deal. They're showing enough pictures um, of the cart, front, back, labels, you know, does it have a stamp, a numbered stamp on the back of the cart? Is the eye on Nintendo square and not circle? Is so what does the chipset look like if they're not showing the chip? Okay, that's the unknown factor. You don't know if it's actually part if it's the real deal or is it um if it's fake, you know? Is it a homebrew? I mean, there's a lot of things. There's been instances like at GameStop, which God forbid we talk about them, where people have sold um, I think it was a Chrono Trigger title and they basically opened up the game, put in, I think it was a football game, Madden, I think it was a Madden game inside the uh, replace the chipset. And basically sold uh, sold it to GameStop. Somebody bought it. Next thing you know, they get Chrono Trigger back. You know, they get Chrono Trigger, and it pops up a, sp- <laughs> a football game. You know how uh, you know how awful that would have been. <laughs> you spend all that money <laughs> on that game, and you go, "Oh my gosh!" And and then that was just the cart. That is not CIB. You know, having everything with it. That is just the cart that goes for about uh, over a hundred dollars. So that's just one instance. So you want to definitely take a look and see if the chipset matches up. And I know that takes a little bit of time and effort to do. But, you know, when you want the real deal, you want the real deal. But, you know, there's always unknown factors, unknown variables that stand in your way when you're doing video game shopping. That's why I love to go up and look. At the games themselves, I can verify. I have them in my hand. I can verify that they're there. Like I said, if it's under a hundred dollars, I'm not gonna be like, oh my gosh, um, I'm gonna be wasting all my money and whatnot on that. So I'm I'm not kind of worried. I understand that people are kind of thinking, oh, a hundred bucks, that's a lot of money. That that's a lot of money. You know, you don't understand. It, it is a lot of money. But when you talk about retro gaming and collecting you're gonna you you'll start to see that a hundred dollars is um like around fifty to a hundred dollars is the median price is like the average price for games now and and that's I understand that's a little ridiculous because you think you sit there and go well in NES games can go for like five or ten dollars right depending on the cart well yeah if it's sports titles or something that people don't really want of course I mean For instance, you know, Legend of Zelda, you know, various places have various prices. You can get that game for, uh, I've seen it for $14.99. I've seen it go for um, $50. I mean, and that's the gold cart, and that's not the gray cart, which, I mean, like, everybody goes, oh my gosh, it's the Legend of Zelda. It's so good. It's so good. But yeah, but you sit here and kind of think to yourself, do I really want to pay $50 for Legend of Zelda? I mean, I could play it on an emulator for free you know, so, but, and that goes to our next topic, you know, is retro gaming worth getting into, I mean, yes, it is, but no, it's not, because you have to look at it, like, the prices, which that'll be another topic, the the prices of video games, they're skyrocketing, I mean, like, it's honestly, it's ridiculous, it's absolutely ridiculous, so retro gaming is fun, I got into it a long time ago, a really long time ago, and I was like, you know, when I first started playing video games, you know, I played the NES, don't get me wrong, I played the Nintendo Entertainment System back when I was a kid, but that was at my cousin's house, and it was like nothing, you know, I was like, oh, you know, it's fun, I played Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, that's about really all I ever played, and, you know, um, Star Soldier, I used to rent that at Hastings all the time, but, I mean, you know, that was back in the day, and then I got hand-me-downs, like the Sega Genesis, and that's what I really started playing, like Sonic the Hedgehog, Vector Man... You know, and stuff like that I mean, those games were fun But my real console that I ever got Was a Nintendo 64 for Christmas back in 97 And it was just, it was bundled with uh, Goldeneye My gosh, it it was super awesome And, you know, so I mean like Yeah, I've been retro gaming for a long time You know, I've had my consoles But, you know, for people that are wanting to get into it You know, you have to look at the prices You know, about a year ago Before the pandemic hit Prices were like for a Sega Genesis, for a Model One Sega Genesis, you could get for 40 bucks. I'm gonna be honest, you can get it for 40 bucks. Um, if you got the combo set, let's say the uh, Model One or Model Two, plus the Sega CD adapter, and on top of that, maybe a 32X on top of it, maybe for a hundred bucks, maybe for a hundred bucks, you could probably get it for a little bit more. But now, I mean, for a combo set, you're looking at, oh my god, oh my god, you're looking at almost $150, $200, and that's starting out, and that's if it has the cables with it. Um, A Sega Dreamcast, you know, I got that for $40, this was a few years ago, you know, I got that for my birthday, and holy crap, you know, $40 has now turned into $130, just for the system, that's not with a game, that's just the system itself, and a controller, I don't know if that comes packaged with the VMU, which... For all of you that don't know what a VMU is, that is the memory card for the um, Sega Saturn. And then, do you have the Rumble Pack that comes with it if you want Rumble features? Because remember, like, you know, some of the stuff that we have today PlayStation 3, 4, uh, 5, Xbox, you know, they all have built in Rumble Packs. You know, a lot of this stuff, you know, back in the day didn't have Rumble. And so, if you wanted Rumble, you had to buy extra, you know, um, an extra accessory. And so you kind of have to look at, well, how much do I want rumble with it? And that is a true factor that you want um, to look into. So, I mean, like, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into retro gaming. And especially if you're like, oh, I just want to play the, the NES. Okay, well, you want to play the NES. What game do you want to play? Well, you want to play Super Mario Brothers 3. Well, that was a $14 game. Now it's like 30 dollars $40. It's like, my gosh, it's Super Mario Brothers 3. It's a common game. Why would anybody want to pay $40 for Super Mario Brothers 3? I mean, tops, $15. Bucks. All right, cool. I mean, it, it, gets, it gets expensive. It gets super expensive. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You're going to go, well, I just bought a Nintendo. Just, just think of it like this. You want to get into retro gaming, and you want to play Super Mario Brothers 3. And I'm going to put this in perspective for you. Okay, so you have nothing to start out with nothing but you want that nostalgia factor so you go up to your local video game store and you go and see the price of a nintendo uh, for a nintendo entertainment system which before then was about 80 bucks was about 80 dollars. now i think they may have gone down but i've also seen them going up to about um anywhere from 130 to 140 dollars, just the system So, um, but we'll we'll stay with what I remember them being at, and uh, we'll say $80. It's it's quite a bit of money, all right? That's quite a bit of money. So then you go, okay, well, I've got the NES. Right now I'm going to purchase that. I have no game. What game am I going to start out with? Well, it depends on the game you want. You know, um, usually, typically, everybody wants to start out with Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Brothers. You know, do you want Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt? Do you want Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, and Track and Meat? I mean, you know... Um, I would probably suggest that you get Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, and Track and Meat because uh, that whole combo set's like ten bucks, and it's all three games in one. And then, okay, so we'll say you buy Super Mario Brothers, uh, and the triple combo set right there. So that's ten dollars. So you add on, so that's about ninety dollars. So with tax and everything, you're coming out a hundred dollars. All right, for this, you get home and you. Well, just remember, you have an LED TV, right? You've got all this new newfangledy, you know, this fangledy dangly uh, technology. You know, you don't have a CRT TV. And what did your uh, what did your NES come with? An RF modulator. What is an RF modulator? Honestly, well, what is that? Well, that is the thing that connects to your cable to your on your antenna. All right, you have to set your TV to channel three or channel four and switch the Nintendo to that. Okay, not a lot of people know that. They go, oh, well, I have AV cables, you know, the red, yellow, and white cables, which is composite or audio video cables, and I can hook it up. You can, but some models don't have those. Some NES models don't have those. And I'm just putting this in perspective for all of you out there. I'm just letting you know there are different models, even though they go, well, there's the, you know, the toaster set, you know, the big box one, or there's the top loader. But you know, the toaster set, what they call it. You know, you have two different versions. You have the RF modulator one that just hooks up into the back of your TV where it's cable. Or you have the one that has the RF modulator and the AV cables. Now, I can't tell you if one is more common than the other, but I know that they exist. And you have to look into it, especially if you don't know what you're doing. So you've got to look at it like that and go, well, i am spent $100 and now i got to hook it up to my TV. But how do I do this? I mean, it isn't like, you know, the old CRT TVs where, oh, boom, channel 3, channel 4, you know, because in NES, you know, you can hook it up through your antenna, but you still have to set it to channel 3, channel 4, and I'm talking like channel 3-1 or channel 4-1, and if it's cable, you have to get to channel 3 so or channel 4. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to it. It's not oh well, I just hook AV cables up to it and boom, it works. Because if you just have okay, well, let's just for an instance say you have AV cables, all right, and you don't do the RF modulator. Okay, cool. All right, you have AV cables. Well, do you have, um, do you have it on the back of your TV? You know, a lot of LED TVs nowadays they don't have that. They have just HDMI. Um, I'm lucky enough to have it where my LED TV has um, component, if you will, which is green. Was it green, blue, red, white, and red? Now, you can. that means that you should be able to hook up your AV audio um, videos, and you should be able to hook it to the back. It'll say Y. It'll have this letter Y on the back of it, and it should be on top of the green socket. You can just hook your yellow right into that, and you should be able to play your games and just switch it to um, component or AV mode. You should be able to. But there you go. You've gone through all this trouble to play it, is the nostalgia factor still there? Is it still there? You're going to have to ask yourself, is it still there? Is it worth getting into? And for a lot of people, it is. For a lot of people, it is. But, you know, for some people, you know, it may not be You're like, damn, I'm, I'm getting right into this. It took a while to set this thing up. Well, just think what it took back in 1986 when we were setting these things up. <laughs> it was quite more, to us, it was complicated. But, you know... Um, You got to sit there and wonder, is it still there? Is that nostalgia factor still there? Of course, it's going to be there. You're like, okay, well, I just finished it up. You're going to be like, I'm ready to play Super Mario Brothers. And you pop it in, and guess what's going to happen? About 70% of the time, you pop that NES cartridge into that NES, and it is not going to load up. And you're going to go, oh, my God. And you're going to get upset. You're going to get really upset. you're going to go, dude, I took all this time setting up my NES. I'm going to go right into it. And it doesn't play. This is a cartridge. It should play, right? Well, no. Now you got to get alcohol swabs. you got to swab it up, clean it up. Are your pins bent in the NES? Don't know. And I know that this sounds ridiculous. This sounds absolutely ridiculous. But I'm being honest with you. That's just some of the stuff that you have to go through when you're playing the NES. Now the reason why your NES is blinking, okay, is maybe because the pins are bent in the back. You know, the 72 pin is bent maybe it is but for the most part it was because of the lockout chip it did not matter that lockout chip sucked so bad it did not want your games to work and what the lockout chip did was it prevented other people that were not licensed by Nintendo to make video games so we're looking at panasia you're looking at Tengen. you're looking at uh god there's there's so many other ones out there and I have them all behind me but You know, uh, Wisdom Tree is another one who did the Bible games. You know, it was to prevent them from making video games and putting it into the NES library. So Nintendo basically said, hey, you know what? When they rose from the ashes of 1983 and, you know, they sent out the Nintendo Entertainment System, they basically put a contingency plan and tried to create the market themselves and say, we're not going to have people just make whatever games they want. We're not going to do that. That's crap. We're not going to make people do We're going to regulate the video game industry. We're going to have people go through us, and that is, that's just basically it in a nutshell. So now you have it. It works. Everything's good, right? All right, so is the nostalgia factor still there? So you have to ask yourself, was it worth getting into? Now you have $100 invested in retro gaming. So... Like I said, you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? And you know what? For the most part, it is. You get that nostalgia factor, and you have it already hooked up, and you go, well, man, you know, now there's some other games that I'll be able to play. Since it plays and everything's good, I can play my Nintendo. I can play my NES, and I can go out and buy some games. But now we go to the topic of video games skyrocketing. Dude, ever since this pandemic hit, these games have been skyrocketing. And I guess it's just because people are trying to get money off of this stuff. And, you know... I would, I would hope that within the next few years that, you know, the prices kind of go down, which I don't foresee happening. But I'm hoping that they do. I mean, my gosh, some of this stuff is just getting ridiculous. I mean, we're looking at, like, LJN games, for God's sakes, are expensive. And those were games that, that were just terribly... They're, they're just... I wouldn't say they're terrible. But, I mean, like, they've been expressed by, you know, our local... Angry video game nerd James Rolfe by saying that they're just crap, you know. And you know, you used to be able to buy them five, five to seven dollars, maybe ten dollars a game. Now LJN games are going for twenty, thirty dollars a pop. Oh yeah, uh, right now I think the only LJN video game that I do not have is a Nightmare on Elm Street. And honestly, I thought that game would have been like maybe fifteen dollars. No, right now I saw that game seventy-five dollars. That is a lot of money for an LJN game. I'm not, not going to lie. I mean, that's a lot of money. I, didn't, I I had to pass it up, unfortunately. I really had to pass it up. I was like, God, Jesus. I really wanted to play it. But no, uh, I just had to pass. So, I mean, like, there's a lot of stuff. So, like, uh, again, and you're going to th- sit here and think when you go video game shopping, it's a sales tactics when somebody says, oh, well, that's going up. They have it for, so, like, for instance, I bought um, a Dreamcast game called, uh, what is it? The Sword of the Berserker Guts Revenge. It was $40, okay? And when I bought it, you know, I was like, eh, you know what? I don't really want this game. I, I already had a whole lot of other games I was buying. I was like, 40 bucks. I really don't want to spend $40 on this game. And they, this is about the normal price for it. But, of course, one of the guys was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Looked it up. And he's like, oh, well, it's going up. And I'm sitting here going, crap, here we go. I was like, here goes a Sales Tactics. They're just trying to get me to buy that game, right? Well, and don't get me wrong. These are some trusted guys that I'm sitting here. I, and I trust these guys, you know, and it's whatnot. And I'm going, well, you know, so I'm like, crap. It's it's a Sales Tactics for me to buy this game, right? And um, I was like, you know what? Just go ahead and add it back into the pile. It's fine. It's one of those games that I've been wanting to play. And... And I told him, I told the guys like, "Hey, that was a nice sales tactics." And he's like, "Oh no, I don't mean to, you know, say anything, but no, the price is going up. It was a $40 game and now it's, you know, $55, $60." And he's like, "You know, I was like, "Oh, well, I'm buying it for $40. You have the price tag on it." And he goes, well, "That's he goes, "Good." And so it's not like that, it's not like I'm sitting here trying to argue with somebody. It's just like, "Dude, it's just like ridiculous." I mean, like, buying games, it's, like, super expensive. And retro gaming, you know, is ridiculous. So, but that goes to another topic. Will the retro bubble pop? It just gets bigger and bigger. I mean, and it's, like, not... And when I say retro bubble, I'm not just talking about retro gaming. I mean retro in general. We're talking, like, 80s and 90s. People are wanting to go back to the eighties, like it is no other. I, I, you know, I keep seeing a lot of stuff on TikTok and a lot of other things, and people are just like, "Man, look at all this stuff!" Like, I will have to be honest with you. When I started TikTok back in June of last year in twenty twenty, I thought I was not—I wasn't the only retro gamer on that channel. But I thought to myself, and this is probably the most untrue statement ever, so don't quote me. I thought maybe I started a trend. And I, I thought maybe I did, but I may – I wanted to retract that statement. I want to say I contributed to making the trend to retro gaming because there's other, other people like Super Lit Mario and there's, you know, Garbs for Gamers and stuff like that um, out there that, you know, did it as well. And I, I want to say that we all contributed to what you see a lot of these new people coming up was well, showing off their retro game collecting and doing a lot of the stuff. I would like to say that I contributed to the factor where you pointed your camera to, the, to your TV and you showed off your games instead of having a game capture card off your computer. You actually showed that you have the game and it was right there. I mean like man and it's nuts. It's like really competitive now. Like super competitive. I mean you see people that are just now starting out. You see a lot of good content and it, it, I'm not going to lie there's a lot of great content out there. It's just now it's becoming super competitive. And, you know, just showing off video games like I used to isn't something that I want, you know, something that I still do, but I have to mix it up now and put new content because uh you know, yeah, I want new followers. Yeah, I want to get up into the hundred thousands range, but you also gotta look at is it for fun or whatnot. But we're getting off topic. But will the retro bubble pop? You know, I don't think so. I think it's just gonna keep getting bigger and bigger, and I think thanks to this pandemic that we were that we were in Um, you know a lot of people are kind of going wow I really wish we were back in that good old time because there's a lot of events that have happened that a lot of people that aren't proud of and you know a lot of things that um, a lot of bad things that have just been going down and I think people are just pining for a simpler time um, which they will never get back. You know, I mean, they look, people go, well, you know, the 80s and 90s were so great. You know, I remember all the toys and all the video games and all the movies and all the old technology and stuff. But you got to understand, you know, when we were going through that, we, I'm pretty sure people were thinking of the same thing about the 60s and 70s. I wish we were back in that day, in that era. Um, there was some, you know, it's just people pine for simpler times and there's no way we can bring that back. Because people are always evolving there's new trends that are always happening and you just kind of want simpler times but you also said well if i want simpler times i'm also gonna have to take the bad with it as well so i mean that's just one of the things but let's go into our next topic here steps to collecting so how do you start collecting how do you start collecting do you just randomly buy stuff no of course not of course not. This is not. This is my advice to you people out there that want to collect. Okay. If you want to start collecting, start with a system that you have some fond memories of. That that's what it, it, that could be PlayStation, that could be PlayStation 2, that could be PlayStation 3. It could be the Nintendo Entertainment System, Super Nintendo, could be the Genesis of all things. But find that system that you had fond memories of and then buy a video game Okay, try and find the game that you have a lot of fond memories of. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of those games that you may have good memories of are going to be expensive. All right, some of them are. Some of them aren't. But if you're willing to uh, willing to buy the system and the game for it, I hope everything goes well for you. Because that right there is getting your feet wet into collecting. Because you go sit here and go, man, I had so much fun with Super Mario World. I had so much fun with Super Mario World. Oh, Great. Well, what was that other one that I used to play all the time? Mario Kart? Oh, wow. Maybe I can go and uh, find that game. And then you kind of just get the games that you had a lot of fun with. And then you bring back those memories. You know, retro gaming, is it worth getting into? You know, going back to that topic, you sit here and go, well, yeah, it is. Because you, that's why I say it is worth getting into. Because of all those memories flooding back. It really is. It really is. But you sit here and go, well, I can get these games off of emulators and stuff like that. And if that's what you want to do, go for it. Because there is nothing wrong with getting an emulator, which a lot of people, you know, you know, some people, well, I won't say a lot, but some people are against emulators. I used to be against emulators, even though I had emulators. Um, because you have access to all the games you want. And you can buy controllers that, hook, that mimic, you know a Super Nintendo controller, an NES controller, a Sega Genesis controller, and hook it directly into your computer and start playing your games. But again, the nostalgia factor, is it there? Not necessarily. Why? Because you're not in front of your TV with the console itself and the game. There's something about blowing into the cartridge. I know, I know, it's blowing the cartridge. You want to use isopropyl alcohol. But I'm just saying, there's something about blowing into the cartridge or handling that cartridge you have in your hand... Inserting it into a console, turning it on, and then, boom, the Sega logo pops up. Or a title screen, Nintendo Entertainment System, you know, Nintendo Presents This, whatever whatever the case may be. It is something that is truly fascinating about that, that you're not going to get off an emulator. But... Emulators are a way to play some of the more expensive games that you probably won't ever be able to afford. I mean, honestly, Nintendo World Championships, are you ever going to be able to play that? Probably not. I mean, if you are, if you have, great. But, I mean, like, you know, for the most part, you're not going to be able to find that game unless you're willing to pay thousands of dollars or millions of dollars as of right now. But, you know steps to collecting, you know, if, you know, take it baby steps. people. take baby steps. Find the memories that you had Xbox, PlayStation, whatever it may be, you know, go ahead and get those memories back. Get one game, don't get a ton, just get one game that you had really fun memories about. And when you do, you know, pop it in, play it, have some fun and go okay, Let me go to the next game that I remember having fun with. Okay, well, I'm having a great time. And then you start realizing you're like, oh, I'm having a great time with it. Now, do I want to collect? Now, that's the big step. Do I want to collect? And you go, you have to justify the prices, which is just ridiculous. And that's just another topic that we'll have to discuss way later on. Because guess what, guys? Our time is nearly up. Because... 30 minutes is all I want to shrink it down to, and there's so much more to talk about when it comes to video game shopping and collecting. And we'll just have to do it for another time and another episode. I want to thank you guys for tuning into the Daily Retro, which is part of the Modern Retro Corner, guys. And you know what? I will see you guys on the next adventure. I'm Retro Mark, and I'll see you guys later.